Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, week one is in the books, but it's not too late to get closer to the game you love with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. This Sunday, September 17th, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 Pick'em contest that's totally free to enter. Pick'em is the newest way to play One Week Fantasy Football. Drafting your team is faster and easier than ever. DraftKings has organized players into eight tiers of players by position. It's a whole new type of fantasy football, and I love it. Feel free to challenge me at Rappaport's Delight. All you have to do is select one player from each tier. Choose public contest with big cash prizes or private contest where you can compete against your friends, your cousin, your grandma. Take your grandma down in fantasy football. She'll love it. If you really want to know how to win, listen to the latest Fantasy Football Follies podcast with me and my main man, Tommy G. The G stands for guru. The G stands for good money, where we help you win money and kick ass in season-long and in daily fantasy football. Go to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code DINGO, D-I-N-G-O, that's D-I-N-G-O, to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes. This Sunday, the promo code is DINGO to compete for your share of hundred grand. DraftKings is the game inside the game. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, all right, this is it, this is it. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Coming back with that spine-tingling, ear-ringing, disco to Malachi Crunch. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, the senior fantasy football analyst of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and, of course, the Fantasy Football Follies. 
I am in here with G Moody. Uh, the last name rhymes with duty. Hell yeah. G Monetti. Uh, he he stay ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to all the fans, all the listeners, whatever formats you're listening to us on. We love you. We see you. Whether you're hitting me up on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, on the street. I'm in Manhattan right now. A lot of people love the podcast here in the city. The Rapper Pack, the Stoolies that rock with us, and anybody who's a fan of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we are climbing up the charts week by week. I feel the support. I feel the love. It means so much to me. It means so much to, to, to all of us. I could speak uh, for G Moody on this. I'll let you talk yeah. about it. It, it. You know, we do this We do this for the honey, not for the money. You know, we, we, uh-huh. we never thought that we would become a worldwide phenomenon, but I'm not surprised by it. It's so real. It's so necessary. It's so genuine. Of course, we are the worldwide phenomenon now, but the people, the love, the acknowledgments that I get in person, the acknowledgments that we get all over social media, I can't, I can't tell you how much it, it means to, to me and, and everybody that rocks with the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. You want to pontificate on that, uh, Mr. Moody? Yeah, yeah. I was just in uh, Buena Park, and um, I got uh, recognized. A guy yelled out, always ready. Um, want to give a shout out to him. Took a picture with him. He's a fan. Yo, yo, it's, it's, it's good. It's big. It feels good. We doing the damn thing like we supposed to. Uh, it's it's so necessary. Um, earlier in the week, I caught this early. It was it was it was saddening. The great Frank Vincent, who is a actor who you probably know his face better than his name. He was in Raging Bull. He was in Goodfellas. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in The Sopranos. He was in Casino. And when I thought about the body of work that he had as a New York iconic character actor, you know how I feel about Raging Bull. Critically, it was considered the greatest movie of of the 80s. And then Goodfellas also did not win Best Picture. But critically, at the end of the 90s, it was considered the greatest movie of the 90s. Arguably, The Sopranos is the greatest television show of all time. Do the Right Thing is on every single person's top 20 list of all time. Casino is right behind it. And Frank Vincent always stood out, whether it was one scene or he rocked in in, in the whole movie. Um, True blue New Yorker. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he's the kind of actor who used everything he had. He had a great look. He had this tough look with this slightly bent nose. You know, he, yeah. he, he had this incredible raspy voice, totally unique, one of a kind. He was intimidating. He was funny. He iconically told Joe Pesci to get his fucking shine box in Goodfellas, which is probably his most iconic scene. Um, I got to meet him, you know, throughout the years. Really nice guy. Didn't take himself seriously at all. Loved yep. uh, the accolades and the respect. Um, I met him, too. You you met him. Where did you meet him, G? Um, in Orlando. Remember, we, we, we was out in Orlando, and he was there. I took a picture with him, actually. I got to find that. Post that. Yeah, man. So, so, so Frank Vincent, um, 
you know, this is one of my favorite scenes of his in Do the Right Thing. He's the guy in Do the Right Thing who, when they're when they're playing with the Johnny Pump, the kids spray him when he's in his Cadillac, and and I, I could tell you, um, you know, he influenced me. He influences all my shtick. You know, I, when I'm doing Danny Aiello, I'm doing guys like Dennis Farina, another actor who passed, and guys like Frank Vincent, who the the level, the more angry they got. The funnier it became. Officer, officer, wait! I want an arrest made right now, right now. I'm fucking soaked. Would you please calm down, sir, and tell us what happened? Two black kids—they soaked me with the fire hydrant. They ruined my car. Look, this is an antique. They got me fucking soaked. So where are they? Where are they? Brilliant fucking question. They ran away. Where do you think they are? Do you wish to file a complaint, sir? Yeah, I want to file a complaint. I want them locked under the fucking jail. Hey, Marco, I'm going to turn to one, okay? Yeah, good. Where you going? Where's he going? Did you oh. happen to catch the name of the suspect, officer. sir? Officer, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck that Just calm down. Calm down, my ass. Did you happen to catch the name of the suspect? Fuck you, their name. Mo and Joe. What do I know their names? Mo and Joe what, sir? Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe what? Mo and Joe Black. How's that? They're brothers, sir. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, they're fucking brothers. So that's Classics. that's Frank Vincent and Do the Right Thing. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, the Get Your Shine Box is one of the most memorable, iconic, sort of quoted lines in all of, all of film. We're talking about Goodfellas, and that's one of the mm-hmm. most quoted lines of the movie. And, and you know, he, like I said, he's just one of these actors who... Just is a one of a kind, and and um, you know, and and just a, and a good guy was beloved, and um, a really great career under the radar was never a big star, but always respected, always came in, always kicked ass, and was always memorable. And it was sad to find out that Frank Vincent, uh, the great Frank Vincent, who was born in New Jersey but was heavily associated with everything that has to do with New York, and 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 and, and tough guys and mob throughout the country. Uh, passed away, so I wanted to give him a shout out and uh, just uh, salute him because you know these these character actors uh, uh, they're unduplicatable and they don't make them like Frank Vincent anymore. Yeah, and shout out his family, condolences to his whole family. All right, so glad we did that, Frankie V. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Pocket. So 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 listen, I don't know who's listening to what, but the fantasy football follies are rocking every Thursday. And, and, and I don't go too deep into my fantasy football here because uh, being a senior fantasy football analyst, uh, we, we, we give it all to the follies now. But I will say this. As you know, I assume you know if you listen to this, this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, but there are new listeners every week. Um, I'm in the Stern Show, the Howard Stern Show League uh, with Baba Booey, uh, Elephant, Elephant Face, Jason Kaplan, and so on and so on. This week, week two of the NFL season, I take on Dusty Elephant, Jason Kaplan. And, and, and whether you give a shit about fantasy football or not, if you have any inkling of care and feelings for me, Michael Rappaport, as a person, please, I'm not saying pray, but just send all the good energy and juju you can because I want to bury this fucking elephant on Sunday. Okay, this is a hairy elephant. What I plan on doing this Sunday to this monster, okay, is I want to shave him down collectively, all the fucking fur off his back, off his hands. He's a filthy, dirty, hairy animal. We're going to shave him down, 
And then I got a friend who's a knitter. We're going to take all his body hair and we're going to knit it into a backpack and we're going to donate it to charity. I want to ruin this <laughs> elephant. Okay, so, so if you care about me in any way, shape, or form, send me my well wishes Sunday when fantasy football starts. I want to, I want to dismantle this fucking animal. He's a dirty, <laughs> dusty, angry elephant. Elephants have a reputation of being sweet and friendly and loving until you push them the wrong way. This is not that kind of elephant. This is the, this the kind of elephant who's overfed, doesn't follow rules, and has no friends. He doesn't travel in a pack with other elephants. The other elephants do not like him. I see. <laughs> we're going to shave this elephant down and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna knit all the body hair into a backpack, people. Please, this weekend. All right, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is proudly sponsored by Casper. Casper Mattress is a sleep brand that created the perfect mattress sold directly to you, the customer. They have sheets, they have pillows, and they have the best mattress in the world. They are a longtime sponsor of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. They have adaptive pillows and soft, breathable sheets. As always, Casper offers free delivery and free returns with a 100-night risk-free trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. What more do you want? Trust me. Get your father, get your mother, get your grandmother. Get yourself some sheets and pillows. I love them. I travel with them. I travel with Casper sheets and pillows. That's how much I love them. It's delivered to your door in a compact box, free shipping and returns. It's available in the United States, Canada, and now the United Kingdom. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase visiting www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. That's casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Terms and conditions apply. So this week has been nuts. Where do we start? I'm going to throw this to you. If you haven't been... uh, Paying attention, Jamel Hill, the great Jamel Hill from ESPN. You may not yes. know her. She's an African American woman. I love her. She's a true star on ESPN. Sports. I've worked holds. with her. She's cool. She's nice. She's classy. I just saw her in Vegas when I was with the Barstool dudes uh, the night of the McGregor Mayweather fight. Excuse me. We don't say losers first. Mayweather McGregor <laughs> fight. I've yeah. always loved her. Before I knew her, I was a fan of hers. She keeps it real. She keeps it funky. She came out earlier in the week and was uh, talking that real shit about Donald Trump. And, you know, he's this, he's that, he's a white supremacist. She, she went in. She right, went right. in. And it turned People into a are big... People tired. She, it turned into a big, a big hoop, a big brouhaha all over the internet. Right. And then sloppy Sarah Huckabee, the, the sloppy third <laughs> presidential secretary... Right, because she's the third one in. It was Sean Spicer, who I think just got out of a mental institute allegedly, because he just made an comp- appearance on Kimmel. It was Sean Spicer. Then they, they they got rid of Sean Spicer. Then the Mooch came in for his little bullshit. They got rid of right. him, and now they have this uh, sloppy Sarah Huckabee, and she thinks she's like all business and all this stuff. I think it was a setup because a reporter asked her about Jamel Hill and ESPN. I don't know who the reporter is, but, you know, they plant these people. Of course. And then she said, amongst other things, it was a a fireable offense. And then the the, the whole thing got bigger and bigger and bigger. And Jamel issued an apology and ESPN remissioned an apology. And it turned into a big shit show. A big fucking shit show. Now, 
Sloppy Sarah didn't say it was a fireable offense when Donald Trump suggested that Obama wiretapped him and then it was proven that he didn't. That wasn't a fireable offense. And the, the no. list can go on and on about the, all, all the other possible fireable offense that have happened through the White House. But they wanted right. to go out of their way to fire Jamel Hill. And, and, and if you look online, people are just, they're calling for her head. You of know, course. they're like, you know, uh, they, they got rid of Linda Cohen for a day. They suspended Linda Cohen, another female broadcaster on there for a day. Because she said something. Of course, they got rid of that whack job, Kurt Schilling, because he was totally out of line. And the, the uptight uh, uh, right-wing right whiteies, the, the, the white and right-wing righties, they want fucking Jamil fucking dead. They want her fired. They want her lamb. And, and, and you know, I was tagged in, in one of her tweets. Look on my Twitter. You filthy black animal. You Damn. ugly black this. You ugly black that. You dumb. Th- crazy. Yo, mad hatred, man. They hate. Yo, they. I see your, uh, the, the comments on your shit, man. They hate. They hate black people, and they hate the fact that you associate with black people. This is crazy. It isn't crazy. It's basically tradition. So what you're seeing at, in the comments is the tradition of that. Like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, and, yo. And I feel like social media is now like the new alcohol. Because, you know, a lot of times when people get drunk, they tend to speak the truth. They, 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 they're not as, um, they're more candid. What? I said this, a drunk person speaks a sober mind. Well, on, on Twitter and social media, motherfuckers in, in the middle of the day, stone cold sober, it all comes out. At work, at work. These are motherfuckers that's on, uh, on the line at Starbucks in front of you, in CVS, behind you, Walmart. Regular, they look like regular folks, but these are the guys sending those fucking messages, man. And, and I had a couple of people talk shit to me. These people, like, they're like proud parent, and they have a picture of their kid, and then they're talking shit to me about whatever they're talking shit about. And then when I hit them back, like, yo, maybe I'm wrong here, but is, is your daughter cockeyed? They get all been out of shape. <laughs> right. When, when, when they hit me online, when I'm looking at, like, yo, your son looks like he might, he might be in need of some help. After you talk shit to me, they get all bent out of shape. Oh, we're going to protest Cumberland Farms. We're, we're going to protest Netflix. Fuck, protest them, motherfucker. Pro, they know your daughter is cockeyed. Right, right. And, and also, I'm just Jamel saying this, If you talk shit to me out of pocket, and usually the people that are talking shit out of pocket are not the fans of this show, because I feel like I'm speaking to home, home team here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. But right. if you talk out of pocket to me on, 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 on social media, expect it right back. And if you see me, don't get all giggly and don't get stars in your eyes. Introduce yourself. Let me put my shit down and let's, let's get it popping. Right. Exactly, man. Because you're not doing shit. You're talking all that shit on social media. But if you see me and you were talking greasy, introduce yourself. Put your shit down. Let me take my shirt <laughs> off. I keep I keeps baby oil in my sock. I'm a grease up, uh, and we could get yeah. it popping. Word, yeah. Forget all that talking shit, man. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. What what Jamel Hill is going through. But you know what did she do with 
it, it wasn't wrong. She was basically pointing out his behavior, and his behavior is, is, is kind of aligning with uh, that type of behavior, like white supremacist behavior, all, you know, a lot of stuff. But I think since you're an employee of ESPN, you know. That's where she fucked up, and she, she knows she fucked up with that because she's an employer for a company, um, and, 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 you know, she, she's a public person. Right. And it was polarizing what she said, whether you agree with her or not, and that's where she fucked up. But Jamel Hill isn't going anywhere. She's a true star on, on, on the network that is fledgling. Oh, yeah. That's with whole- lack of stars. Because if anybody watched Monday Night Football the other night, oh, Rex shit. Ryan was trash. And the my girl man- with her, I don't remember what her name was. I don't care if it's a girl or a guy. She was trash. And my man Sergio Dip looked like he literally shat his pants during the game. He was scared to death. And then some people are like, English is, is not his first language. Well, then what the fuck is he calling the games for? Word. It wasn't that English isn't his first language. My man was just shook on the yard. Right. ESPN is in deep shit. And this whole Jamel Hill thing and Kurt Schilling and Linda Cohen thing is in deep shit. And when you got fat fucks like Dan Lebitard in there, you're in deep shit. Yep. Yep. And you know it was whack? Too, I was the first person who's ever fucked with ESPN to say something on Twitter and support her. I want to know where all the tough talkers, Bomani Jones, Dan Lebitard, and the rest of you motherfuckers were at to support Jamel Hill at the first at the first moment. You yep. weren't there. Right. And then it became, and then everybody jumped in. Hell yeah. You'll talk about Kaepernick. You'll talk about uh, Michael Bennett. But one, one of your own colleagues, your friend, and you know Jamel Hill has, she has no enemies at ESPN. For years. They, it took two, three days for motherfuckers to stand up by our side. You're a bunch of chumps. Yeah. Dan Lebitard, your producers, you guys ain't shit. Word. Bomani Jones, where the fuck were you at? John, because John the Ripper, Skipper, is, is roaming the offices. And, 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 and the next batch of cutbacks are coming soon. You heard it here first. Mark my words, in the next 30 to 60 to 90 days, the next batch of cutbacks are coming. They got a bunch of chumps on ESPN. Were and and yo, not all of them. The stars are the stars. The Beatles, the Scott Van Pelt, the Stephen A's, but but the in betweeners. Oh, they, a lot of them ain't shit. They're not qualified to be on TV, and they definitely don't have as big a balls as they talk when they're talking about Kaepernick and something that's sanctioned by ESPN. Yeah, and they I put- didn't see not one of those people stood up. Not one of those motherfuckers stood up and said shit on Twitter. Right, and and they put in these corn balls in front of the camera that can't even fucking speak and we trying to watch the game. Yo, I think my man was overwhelmed by the bright lights and the big stars. Monday Night Football used to be the go-to game with Howard Cosell, Don Meredith, Frank Gifford. They were in there drinking their little wine, having fun. Howard Cosell was the best in the business and now they got Rex Ryan who, who would be good if he took the fucking suit off and he had a couple of beers in his system. And then just, just uh, like hours after the Jamel thing, Beautiful in Fenway Park during the middle of a, 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 an Oakland, Oakland Athletics-Boston Red Sox game. Three people, three white people. I'm just pointing this out because <laughs> you got to do it this day and age. Right over the green monster. It was gorgeous. Where all the racism has been spewed down on the black players for years. You know how many players have stood in left field and been called all kinds of dirty, dusty things. For no reason. The Green Monster at Fenway Park during the middle of a game, three white people, young, 
they unfolded a banner, not the loaf. They didn't unfold the loaf. They unfolded a banner that said racism is as American as baseball. I have no issue with that. I say the, and then they were asked to leave and, and, and kicked out of the ballpark. Instead of the Foxwoods Casino thing, I think that that banner should be there all the time. Because if any city needs to be reminded about their historical racism, and we gave love to Boston when they, when they dealt with all the, 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 the marchers and the white supremacists recently, and I don't generalize anything. Hell yeah. I know there's fantastic, beautiful, loving people in Boston, but historically, that has been one of the worst places for black people, and to this day... People will still talk about it. Hell yeah. I think that sign, racism is as American as baseball, should, should hang on the, on the green monster wall. Yeah. I mean, and it's not reminding anyone. It's just a fact. And I have said this. It's, it's tradition. It's Americana racism. The United States have, has never existed without racism. It's part of the fabric. It's part of it, the identity. It's in the structures and values of the institutions of the society itself. So that banner is just reminding. Don't ever think like baseball, like apple pie, racism. It's all part of this fabric, all part of it. So black people have to deal with that shit uh, and navigate through it. But this is what it is here. And, and now you got this, this president that kind of stirred up all that shit. So now you have these people are emboldened and they feel like they could say anything to people. But it's at your own risk. It's at your own risk. You can say anything you want on social media. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. You know, uh, uh, I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I, and I really highly recommend and encourage everybody to, to, to have as many conversations as uncomfortable as it may seem. And, 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 and I encourage people to listen to each other, especially when it's friendly fire, to talk, learn, Listen and, and to continue doing it because we're all in this shit together. Yeah, this motherfucker Donald Trump, he he's either going to last four years, not last four years, get elected for another term, or not. but at the end of the day, he's going to go away and be a billionaire, and we're still going to be left cleaning up the mess from what this motherfucker created. Right, and I, I would I would implore people also learn about the history of the United States. Really go back into the history of how all this racism shit came to be and you'll get a clear understanding of what you're seeing today and it'll help you in your knowledge i i, I just like king t say too like the great west coast rapper this at your own risk so all these guys coming mm. at black people this at your own risk <laughs> i am Rapport stereo podcast stay tuned i'm about to talk about this fucking fake ass ghoul wannabe vampire marilyn manson hang on You want to make some money on the side or you have a hunch that you uh, you got some winners for week two of the NFL season? You, you want a little early action on what's going to be a real shootout between the Packers and the Falcons? You can't wait. They got college football and the Canelo Triple G fight. Put your money where your mouth is at mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports action site for three years. I've been cashing out on preseason NFL action and I cannot wait for week two, lay down some cash and win big today. Triple G and Canelo are going to be banging it out. You think you know who's going to win? Put down a little cash. Join thousands of online players just like me and start betting at mybookie.ag. Sign up, collect up to 100% bonus and double your bankroll on the house. That's on the house. 
Just use the promo code Rappaport to get started today. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new best-in-class website that makes wagering on the go a breeze and simple to do. Unlike some other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. Okay, you win, they're going to give you your money. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use the promo code RAPAPORT to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today or call 844-900-BETS. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you got to check out MyBookie. Sign up today, MyBookie.ag. Yo, my book, this book has balls, is available to pre-order at thisbookhasballs.com. The title of the book is This Book Has Balls, Sports Rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. That's me. Okay, and Monday, October 30th, we're having a live podcast slash book signing right here in New York City, in our house, in our city at the Gramercy Theater. Get your tickets at IamRappaportTour.com. You know we are going to shut shit down Pre-order it now at thisbookhasballs.com. Of course I'm doing the audio book. Of course it's going to be a ridiculous, incredible, spiritual audio book experience. Pre-order thisbookhasballs.com. Available October 24th. All right, we're back. So I saw on Twitter that my man Justin Bieber was under attack by this clown, clown face motherfucker. Literally, this motherfucker walking around in full makeup for 20-something years. Trying yeah. to diss my man Bieber, Marilyn Manson. Oh, fake-ass Jason. Like some fucking... <laughs> well, you, you're not scaring nobody with your mask and all your vampire shit, man. Yo, Fuck. my man. Yo, that Walking Dead shit. You're not, you're not scaring nobody, dude. You vampire kiss-ass motherfucker. <laughs> you, this guy like, thinks he's like the son of the devil and the mutant devil killer and the lipstick lover cross-dressing creep. Word. You ain't casting no spells on motherfuckers. Wicked witch of the West ass motherfucker. Uh, Garter belts and all that old whack shit. Nobody's scared of you, Duke. This guy (laughs) drinking blood on stage and all that shit. You pussy money. Yeah. Word. I'll whip your ass, man. (laughs) Powder puff ass motherfucker. So I saw him talking greasy about my man Bieber. (laughs) I don't even know what happened. So I had to hit him up like, yo, Bieber, tell this powder puff wannabe vampire never had no talent. Gimmick asshole Marilyn Manson to eat three dicks. Word. Fake ass ghoul. Yeah. Punk ass cornball. Yeah. Call him hand job Marilyn. Because <laughs> I guess Bieber wore his t shirt a few years ago. First of all, let me preface this by this. This bum, this this 40 year old bum who walks around in fucking Halloween costume makeup 24 7, 365, has a new album coming out. So you know he's going to try to go after Bieber and try to shit on Bieber because Bieber is that dude. Right. Now, whether you like Bieber or not, don't fuck with Bieber. I like Bieber. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to sit there and let Marilyn Corny fucking ass Manson try to shit on my man Bieber with his fake Wicked Witch of the West broomstick in the ass <laughs> flying around bullshit. And I'll tell you why also why I don't like him. So he said Bieber, um, um, Marilyn Manson said he ran into some in some fancy, this is a quote. I ran into him talking about Beaver in some fancy bar where a lot of celebrities, and he says, a word that I despise. I used to see Marilyn Manson in the 90s uh-huh. in Hollywood all the time. This guy is the biggest 
ass-kicking celebrity groupie out there. Word? This fucking guy loves celebrities. He loves actors. He's a fucking groupie. Damn. He said, I saw, I saw this little girl in a pink hoodie with blonde hair, and it turns out to be Bieber. Damn. I sat down, and I say, oh, you wore my shirt on stage. And then he says, Bieber was one of those touchy people that hit you when he talks. And he came up to about dick height. Oh. Yo, Marilyn Manson, check this out. You trying to diss my man. I, when I see you, I want you to wear that lipstick. Yeah. You wear that lipstick, and you wear that little garter belt, and I'll smack that shit right off your face. <laughs> I'll smack all the powder right off your face. He tried to play me once in what? the 90s. I think it might have been at his house or at a party. He was dating that little, that little wench, Rose McGowan, the <laughs> one who used to show up to the MV, MTV Awards half naked. Uh-huh. They were dating. They thought, they thought they were going around like, you know, scaring everybody, dressed in all black with white makeup and all this shit. Yeah. He tried to look at me sideways. Right. I looked money in his face like, what the fuck are you? Are you? My man, he got like the contacts in his eye. You're not scaring anybody. You're not the haunted house. Actually, we would want to kick your ass because you got all that makeup and all that Freddy Krueger shit on. What about the fucking music, man? (laughs) Your music is whack, dude. Take all the makeup off. Take all the lasers and lights out of your show. Take all the blood drinking. Yeah. All the pigeon eating. Eating dog shit on stage. And all the theatrics. Get up there and do a show without any of that bullshit. A little little shop of horrors ass Marilyn Manson. Word. Word. Eating dogs. Trying to come from my man Bieber. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody's buying that bullshit you, 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 you putting out. Eating dog shit on stage, man. That's how you sell a record? That's how you sell a record. You eating dog shit on stage. <laughs> trying to diss my man Bieber. Fuck Marilyn Manson. You're a fucking clown, man. Word. Word. With straight up le- legitimate clown makeup. Yep. Try to play me in the 90s. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker had a wig on. <laughs> well, he got like, you know, one blue contact lens, one red contact lens. Get the fuck out yeah. of here, man. I, I, I'm weird. I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I'll throw you in the shower and give you some soap. And we'll see how fucking weird you are. Word. All right. Um. So you called this a, a, about, about two years ago. Yes. What is Liam Neeson is retiring. The 65-year-old actor is retiring from action movies. You put it out there that you wanted to fight Liam Neeson about two years ago. Yeah. Yep. I, I, um, obviously, I, he was in Schindler's List, had a great career. He made a lot of money and a lot of success with the, um, the Taken movies, I like, as he should. I like him. I like Liam. He's, he's bad. But... When, when, when you start getting all them crow's feet around your eyes and your neck look like a fucking flat football, and you can't you can't be an action hero kicking ass at 65. That's senior citizen. That's fucking uh, Geritol. So you, you talk about you got to cast the right actors, right? Well, you got to get young ass-whooping motherfuckers for action stars now. He has to be put out to pasture, and he knew it. The quotation. He had a good run. The quotation. He had a good run. His quotation was, I'm 60 fucking five. At some point, the audience is going to say, come on, yo. He was right. And we said, come on, yo, and it's over. That's it. <laughs> um, this fucking guy, James Woods, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, man. He, he, he's out of his fucking tree, man. 
He, uh, Amber Tamlin is an actress. Army Hammer is an actor. They have a film out. I didn't see it. The name of the film is Call Me By Your Name. It's a gay romantic drama starring Army Hammer. Good actor. Takes himself a little seriously, but he's good. He's talented, young. And it was directed by Amber Tamlin, who I know she's she's in you'd recognize her. She's an actress now. She's directing. And 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 James Wood came out and said that if somebody has something of value to say, I always love to engage in dialogue. Um, but where is the morale in movies? Where are we going with this country and the morale of this country? This, I'm, I'm saying this out of out of context. He was basically saying, like, this is an immoral movie. <laughs> James Woods, the last time you did anything of any relevance, it was in the movie Casino. You played a pimp, coke-sniffing, woman-beating scumbag. Right. <laughs> you know the deal. As an actor, you take what you get, and the weirder and darker it is, the more challenging it is. You got fucking nerve. To criticize another filmmaker and another film about the morale of what they do. You've played scumbags, creeps, lowlifes your whole career, and nobody would ever judge that. And you got the balls to comment on another film and the morale and where this country is going? Fuck you, James Woods. You're a fucking bozo. (laughs) You're a fucking bozo, man. Last time we talked about you, we went easy. You're a fucking clown, man. You're yeah. a fucking bozo. You, you're going to talk your way out of working. You're 70 years old. You might wind up fucking broke. And you better hope your boy Donald Trump, who you dick-sucking him daily. Yeah, they ride him, boy. Woo. Hits you off with some money. Amber Tamlin came back, and she, she gave a very detailed story about how when she was 16, James Woods tried to hit on her. And, said, and she said, I'm only 16. And he said, I, I, I want to take you to Vegas. And she said, I'm only 16. And she said, and James Wood said, even better. Oh. And now he's denying that ever happened. James Wood, you're a fucking scumbag, man. Right, right. You're a creep cocksucker scumbag <laughs> talking about the morale of somebody else's movies. Get the fuck out of here. You were just in Casino, the last thing you got hired for. And you're not going to get hired any that much anymore because you don't shut up. I worked with him a little bit on this film called Kicked in the Head. He doesn't shut the fuck up. He takes himself way too seriously. He had a good career. He did some great things. Yeah. But they, at the end of the day, he, he, he ain't all that. Yeah. The yeah. body of work that he has for, for the amount of time he's been doing it, he ain't all that. And obviously, I'm hedging what I'm saying because he's such a fucking scumbag and all the clown shit that he talks on the internet is ridiculous. Right. Trump-inspired. Trump inspired a lot of these cats, man. They wasn't saying shit before. Remember, you ain't hear a peep out of this motherfucker. When Trump got in, it was like, yay! Oh, wow. But, yo, speaking of, uh, you know, stars, superstars, remember uh, uh, Janet Jackson just got divorced not too long ago from money out there in uh, Dubai or some shit? I, it comes to find out Randy Jackson, the brother of, of Janet Jackson, reveals that this guy that she just got divorced, his name is Wissam, was verbally abusing Janet and made her feel like a prisoner in her own home, and he was constantly calling her bitch. This is from her brother. And Randy mm. Randy goes on to say, he told Janet, you got to move in with me because if I go over there, I'm going to smack fire out of dude. And, and Randy said Janet mm. broke down in tears recently in Houston because the verbal abuse... And harassment is still going on from money. 
And I kind of I kind of indicated that it had to be something. You say cultural differences. I knew right. I knew money was on some shit because he got that oil money and he don't look at her as no big superstar. He it's it's a different culture. And so I want to tell Janet, why don't you come on back home? The grass ain't always green on the other side. Come back home to the brothers. Leave mm. these cats alone, man. Mm. That's what I want to say. Try try mm. the brothers. You done tried everybody else. Why don't you come on back home? <laughs> you know who I think would be a good mate for Janet Jackson? Speaking of brothers. Who? Charles Oakley. Oh. That'd be a good couple. Charles Oakley would treat her real nice. Hell yeah. He, and, and he's a great cook. A great cook. He's known to be able to throw down. Yep. Oak, who I got to spend time with this summer during the Big Three. He, of course, joined us on stage in Dallas for the iconic five-star reviewed live show in Dallas. Speaking of live shows, it's going down October 30th at the Gramercy Theater right here in New York City. Me, G. Moody, we're bringing special guests. When we say we're bringing special guests, ah, I don't mean to toot our own horns, but last time we had Ice Cube on the goddamn stage, I didn't tell you he was coming. Yeah. I didn't tell you Oakley was coming. They just showed up. Word. They just showed up. So basketball season's going to be popping off. NFL season's going to be popping off. New York is the hub of the world. October 30th. It's going down for real. Tickets are still available at IamRappaportTour.com. It's a live show, live podcast, and a book signing. Damn. Woo. Nobody could beat that. But Oak, <laughs> but Oak filed a civil suit stemming against Madison Square Garden. Oakley named James Dolan in his civil suit, as you know. Oakley has been banned from the garden for a year. Oakley is, is talking about emotional distress, mental anguish, punitive damages to his reputation. Yeah. Attorney's fees. Yeah. The Ma- Madison Square Garden, where I have publicly said, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I will not go back into Madison Square Garden to watch a Knicks game until the ban is lifted on Charles Oakley. I will not be going back into Madison Square Garden until the ban is lifted on Charles Oakley. Granted, the Knicks suck. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to go back there and see jack shit. <laughs> it's not like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah. But that is the ban. The Garden issued a statement saying, this is a frivolous lawsuit and nothing more than another attempt by Mr. Oakley to garner attention. Charles Oakley is the king of fucking New York. When he walks down the street, especially now, Traffic stops. He does not need attention. He's been famous for 30 years. He's a professional basketball player for 30 years. He hangs with Michael Jordan. He yeah. doesn't need any attention. Free Charles Oakley. Yes, yes. Oak. What else, Mr. Moody? You got anything else? I mean, shit, man. You know, it's like uh, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, in my opinion, first of all, it's a culture of winning. Yeah. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is a culture of winning. We just win. Yes. By listening, consequently, you're winning. We're fighting back. We're uplifting your spirit. We're not fact-checking. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is a culture of winning. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. No doubt. Um, 
I think that might be it, Moody. My, my, my throat is darn again, re- getting ready to scratch up. Yeah. You got anything else for me? No, man. I just want to uh, uh, shout out the fans, man, and all the uh, the artwork that's presented to me, or direct messages that they, these guys create. Really appreciate that. It's dope. Keep it coming, and we're going to keep the heat coming as well. And everybody who wants to dance with the dingo, you know where to find me. All the rapper pack people. All the people that listen to the Follies, you know where to find me. I'm easy to find. Um, it's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Me, the gringo man, Dingo. Culture of winning. The Disco 2, the Malachi Brothers. Produced by the Dust Brothers, Jordan Winter and Miles Davis. Take us out with something real funky, real nice, real proper. Shout out to everybody that listens to the show. Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Rapper Pack, the Stoolies, the Individuals. The Rogue members, everybody that's doing their thing, we're done. Listen to this funk and have a great day. Have a great night. Sleep good. Be safe. And uh, don't take no shit. (laughs) 